Hello, and welcome to the reading room. My name is Rose, or Floaty Explody on Twitter, and today I will be reading Chapter 6 of Hot Headed by Mufi Kitten. This fic is rated M for Mature. For additional tags, please see the archive of our own link in the description. The first day of the UA Sports Festival was finally here. Ochiko and her peers were competing in the third year stage which would take place on the third day of the festival and be the main feature of the whole event. For today, they were able to mill about and talk with pro heroes or watch their Kohai's matches. Ochiko was particularly excited to watch because her suggestion of an extreme version of dodgeball was accepted as a qualifier competition for the first years. Mina and Toru had invited her to come wander around the vendor stalls outside of the arena then sit and watch the games with them. They seemed to be more excited to hang out with her after the crazy fight that had gone down a few days before. Rumors had spread fast, and all of them were getting more attention for the parts they'd played in one of the most explosive, pun probably intended, fights to go down on UA grounds. They probably attributed a good deal of their newfound popularity to her. So, she met up with her friends early in the morning, and they looked around at some stalls. Ochiko definitely knew she had to pick out some sakura mochi to snack on. There were some stalls that even had flags to wave for popular students. She noticed that a few even had her own name printed on them, which was a much-needed confidence booster. When they'd gotten their fill of food and memorabilia, they found their seats for the main event. Class 3A had been given reserved seats to watch with a good view of the whole stadium. There were already a handful of students in seats, including Momo, Todoroki, Sato, and, of course, Deku. He looked up at her as she and her friends stepped down the stairs to take their own seats. His eyes met hers for a quick second, and she frowned. He looked away. Her lips thinned into a line of irritation, and she too focused her attention on something else. The night that she had fought and won against Bakugo in their combat training, Deku had finally decided to talk to her. He had waited for her outside of Recovery Girl's office, where both she and Bakugo had been taken to fix any injuries they had sustained. Good thing, too, because while she walked away with some ugly bruises, Bakugo had gotten himself a couple of cracked ribs from that final fall he'd taken the brunt of. She wanted to say she felt bad for going that far and injuring him, but she wasn't. He'd fought just as hard and would have done the same to her in order to win. She knew this. He knew this. There was no need for regrets. When Ochiko had walked out of Recovery Girl's office, Bakugo was still laying in bed, fatigued from using a good deal of stamina to fix his ribs. Deku was standing just outside the door, like he'd been considering opening it and hadn't gotten up the nerve. Oh, Deku, hi, she had said shyly, her cheeks getting hot already. Deku looked down at her, embarrassment that he'd been caught written on his face. Then his face had become more serious, his jaw tightening, and he'd looked up and past her, presumably toward Bakugo, still resting in bed but not sleeping. A cool anger hit his verdant eyes that she had never seen in him before. So he was troubled. Can I walk you back to the dorms? He'd asked, his eyes softening as they shifted away from the person behind her and back onto her. 
She had nodded nervously, shifting from foot to foot. So they'd walk down the halls and out onto the campus grounds, awkward silence consuming them. Just when Ochiko had been about to say something herself, Deku had finally spoken. I was really worried about you, watching you fight Bakugo. Ochiko slowed a bit, taking in his words. Bakugo? She asked. He nodded, and she'd frowned. He'd always called Bakugo Kachan. Had something changed? She wanted to ask, but she also didn't want to pry, and this wasn't what she had wanted to discuss anyway. I beat him. She beamed at him. Maybe he won't talk so much trash to me now. Deku hadn't returned her smile. No, I think he'll probably double down on treating you badly, actually. Winning in a fight against him never stopped him from looking down on me. She dropped her smile. She hadn't considered that. I don't like how he treats you, Ochiko-chan. He'd continued. It worries me. I feel like he's going to hurt you. I mean, look at what happened today. You didn't see what it looked like from the outside. You two looked like you wanted to kill each other. Ochiko had looked away, unsure what to say. She remembered how alive she had felt, how her body had opened up when she realized she didn't have to hold back from him. She hadn't been afraid. But I did beat him, she'd argued. Yes, Deke responded. But he'll try twice as hard next time to prove it was just a fluke. He was trying there, she thought. He never holds back. That's fine, is what she said. I'll fight him again. I'm not afraid of him. Deku had stopped on the walkway in front of their dorm. Here, again. Interesting how things happened here so often. He'd let out a frustrated sigh. Why not? Ochiko had paused, starting to feel defensive. Why was this what they were talking about? Why was this what mattered? She understood his concern. She really did. But he had also just watched her go toe-to-toe with this Bakugo and win. He should be proud. Why wasn't he happy for her? They were silent for a moment as they both contemplated things in their own minds. Deku, Ochiko said delicately, looking up at him, all of her heart laid bare. Why did you kiss me the other night? He'd looked caught off guard and panicked again, but to his credit, he hadn't immediately run. I don't know, he'd said. You were looking so pretty, and I was just so annoyed that Bakugo and Kurishima said I didn't have it in me. She cut him off. Wait. What? You kissed me to prove a point? No, Ochiko, I wanted to, I just... And why haven't you talked to me about it all this time? Were you avoiding me? Deku looked away. I didn't want either of us to get distracted. Ochiko had started feeling sick at this point. A feeling in her chest like her heart was being pulled into her stomach. Ochiko-chan... I hadn't meant to kiss you originally, and then things happened, and I realized now wouldn't be a good time for us to get all tangled up in this mess. He was just saying worse and worse things, 
and Nachiko's head was spinning with heartbreak and anger and regret. He was saying he liked her, but not as much as he wanted to be a hero, and that took priority. It always would. And he called them together a mess. You're an idiot, Deku. She felt tears prick her eyes as her face burned with anger and humiliation. You have known all this time. Since first year that I... She couldn't say it. She couldn't tell him she loved him like this. Yes, Ochko-chan, and that's why I've wanted to be careful with you and why I don't want Bakugo... Stop bringing up Bakugo! She shouted at him, finally. Just stop. I'm not a delicate flower, Deku. Not physically or emotionally. You don't have to take care of me, and I don't want you to. A tear rolled down her cheek. You should have just talked to me. Turned me down if that's what you wanted to do. I wouldn't have been destroyed by it. I would have been okay. We would have still been friends. Now I just can't even look at you. Ochiko moved to walk away, but he had grabbed her hand, holding firmly, trying to pull her in, possibly hug her. She shook her head. He really did underestimate her. She'd snatched her head away and pushed him back, allowing her quirk to lessen his weight so he would f- more fly than fall, then ran inside before releasing him. They hadn't spoken since. She'd had to endure sitting behind him in class on Friday, giving him the cold shoulder if he'd so much as looked at her. Then she'd also had to deal with Bakugo's glowering mood, which had returned full force. Deku had been right that he wouldn't let up, and had absently flipped pencil shavings in her direction through most of the morning lessons. Then he somehow managed to, accidentally, scorch her hair in afternoon hero training. Now, sitting with her friends to watch the first-year stage, Ojiko let herself feel as down as she wanted. How could it be that in a time that she should feel most proud and excited, she felt like she had failed at so much? Why had she won a fight against Bakugo, but felt like she'd lost her best friend in the process? She let herself ponder these things, keeping her eyes on the field as the first years were introduced. First, Class 1A, led by that shiny boy, as she had taken to calling him, then Class 1B, and so on. Her seat rattled as a heavy body plopped down next to her. She looked over to find Bakugo, soda in hand, already watching the festivities. Ochiko slumped her shoulders in overdramatic disappointment. To accentuate her displeasure, she side-eyed him and said, What do you want, Bakugo? In the least friendly tone she could muster. In her head, she was throwing tiny punches at his face. He didn't look at her. Nothing. I'm watching the games. She didn't believe him, of course. Even if he'd sat there just to irritate her, that had been enough. There are a lot of seats, she sniped. Oh, really? I thought they were assigned. He shot back sarcastically. She glared at him. He still didn't look at her. Stop staring at me, Floaty, he finally said, giving her a smirk. Ochiko growled in frustration and turned back to the field as the first match was being announced. The first round of the first-year stage was an obstacle rescue mission. Heavy, lifelike dummies had been set up as hostages at one end of the stadium, 
The competitors had to start at the other, navigate the obstacles to the hostages, then bring them back with minimal damage. If your hostage sustained any serious damage, you were disqualified. The first 50 competitors who made it back with an unmutilated hostage went on to the next round. And so the round began. Ochiko was on the edge of her seat, watching as her kohai set about tackling each obstacle. There was first a long pool of attack robots roving the waters, then a wall of jagged rocks they had to climb, and finally a forest, which was really a bunch of fake trees, blazing with fire. Some of the kids were already having issues just getting through to the hostages. The run to them was the easy part, she knew, and if they had difficulty with that, there was no way they would make it back. She saw her shiny boy and a few others had already made it to the hostages and grabbed one. They seemed to have realized that carrying the weight of a human body was not as easy as it seemed. The carrying of the hostage was where they had to best utilize their quirks. For her, she knew something like that would be a breeze, and she did notice a very smart girl who had the ability to make things float with bubbles was encasing her hostage to make for easy carrying. Hopefully, they weren't easy to pop. As usual, the kids in the hero course were leading the pack. Though Ochiko did see that there were a fair amount of kids from the support course making it through with some well-made gadgets. Shiny Boy had lost his lead to Bubble Girl, Apparently, her bubbles were durable, in the flaming forest, and looked like he was getting pretty mad about it. Ochiko couldn't help but join in when the crowd started cheering as the first of the competitors got to the water obstacle. Bubble Girl was having almost no trouble at all, while Shiny Boy's quirk didn't do much to help in this situation, but he was still managing fairly well. He clearly had ambition. Bubble Girl finished first followed closely by a boy who could make his body sticky and had easily been able to carry the hostage on his back. Third was Shiny Boy, somehow achieving his place through sheer strategy and willpower. As time wore on, the first fifty were through, but a good handful had not been able to keep their hostages from being maimed by one thing or another. A few of them even had missing body parts. Thus, they needed to wait until a few more competitors with qualifying hostages crossed. Then we're done. Ochiko was proud of her kohai, especially the hero course. All of 1A and most of 1B had made it into the next round. She found it was fairly easy to forget her worries and the jerk sitting next to her if she was focused on the excitement of the matches in front of her. The event she had suggested was up next. The students were split into teams of five, that they had to choose themselves, and twenty balls were spread throughout the area of the field. When the match started, they would have to run for the balls and hit other players with them. Each team would gain and lose points based on what body part of an opponent they hit, how many times their teammates were hit, and, to add another layer of difficulty, if they popped the ball. The balls were rather durable, being as thick and dense as basketballs. A popped ball would cost up a team as many points as being hit in the chest five times. So the most interesting and important part of this game was seeing the teams coming up with ways to defend their teams and find ways to effectively hit other players with the ball without managing to pop it. 
They didn't necessarily have to throw them, after all. There would be no outs, just the constant mayhem of being attacked from all sides for 20 minutes. This was going to be so much fun. Ochiko had seen that shiny boy and Bubble Girl choose to team up, which surprised her. She figured with the way Bubble Girl had shown him up the last round, he'd choose to be on an opposing team and target her just to prove he was the better athlete after all. But he hadn't. Paying closer attention now, she could swear she saw Shiny Boy blush and look away whenever Bubble Girl smiled at him. Well, she thought to herself, that's unexpected. Maybe this boy wasn't quite as awful as the hothead she knew after all. Her heart tightening at how adorable her new ship was, Ochiko cheered with the rest of the crowd as the timer started for the game. Immediately, balls started flying, and she could see Bubble Girl throwing bubbles into the air to slow any that flew at them and make them catchable by the rest of the team. One boy, also from Class 1A, it seemed, had six arms that were stretchable, and he was their main attacker throwing balls at incredible speeds and netting his team a bunch of points. At one point, Ochiko thought she even heard Bakugo cheering next to her, as flashes of light filled the air and balls were thrown and rolled and covertly snuck past defenses. Ochiko didn't turn to look, though. Instead, allowing herself her own private moment of pride in her kohai and in her own work bringing this game to life. When time ran out, Shiny Boy's team was at the top. Only the top three teams and one wild card from the fourth place team would make it through to the final round. Each year, the final round was always a one-on-one single elimination bracketed round. Their first year had been a stadium tournament match. Last year, they'd had to fight on a field of tall poles they needed to balance on, and if you fell off, you lost. It hadn't been shocking to see Bakugo and Deku face off in the last round. Either was easily capable of staying on the poles for as long as they wanted. It had been a truly incredible final fight. This year was going to be the best yet, because they had to fight without actually touching each other. A true test of one's ability to use their quirk. For someone like Todoroki, it would be easy. But for someone like her who would easily win in most cases if she could touch her opponent. It would be far more of a challenge. The brackets were decided. Then everyone broke for lunch and recreational games, which Ochiko was fond of taking part in. During the scavenger hunt, she was able to approach the bubble girl she'd seen from earlier. Hi, Ochiko greeted. I'm Araraka Ochiko from Class 8. I'll help you find whatever it is you're looking for. The girl's face brightened. Oh, 3A? You must be a Ravity. It's so amazing to meet you. I'm Hanajima Titose. I've always been a big fan of your class, and I've been following everything you've all done since your first year, especially Deku. Can you tell me what it's like to be in a class with Deku? I bet it's amazing. Ochiko hesitated for a moment. That starry look in Titose's dark blue eyes made it pretty clear she was crushing hard on him. Unsurprising, he'd have a fangirl following. She laughed uncomfortably and said, Oh, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Oh, I knew it. 
You seem so kind and wonderful, she said as she twirled a finger around her curly black hair. Ochiko looked around nervously and spotted the shiny boy a few paces away, clearly listening to their conversation. He was looking at them, an unsurprised yet annoyed look in his icy gray eyes. When he saw she'd caught him looking, he walked away. Chitase-chan, Ochiko said. That boy with the light-up powers seems really strong. What can you tell me about him? Oh, that's Ito-kun. He placed first in our entrance exams. He's kind of an arrogant jerk because he's got such a great quirk. I'd like to say we're friends, but we're... But he's not really friends with anybody. Chitase shrugged, matter of fact. Case closed. Well, that certainly clears everything up, Ochiko thought. She led the girl around for a little while after, helping her find her items for the scavenger hunt, then went back to her friends to grab some lunch before the final round started. By the time they arrived back, the first fight was already underway, shouts and loud cracks coming from the field below. Ochiko retook her seat next to Bakugo, who hadn't moved much save for a break for food and presumably the bathroom. His eyes shifted to her when she sat down next to him again. Plenty of seats in other places, Ochiko-chan. She looked at him with disdain. So I guess you should be honored I chose to keep sitting next to you, Kachan. She hissed under her breath, so only he would hear. She heard him grunt in annoyance at the name again. Funny how he thought he could informally use her name, but at the moment she threw his little pet name around. It bugged him to no end. In reality, she just really didn't want to sit any closer to Deku, and her seat did give her a nice view of the field. She'd just ignore Bakugo the rest of the day, and hopefully they would survive this day without another throwdown. Luckily for her, the fights were fascinating. Some of these first years already had an amazing handle on their quirks. She, to say, Bubble Girl, won her first round handily. No surprise when all she had to do was encase her opponent in a bubble and float them out of bounds before they figured out a way to pop it. Ito also easily won by blinding his opponent and lasering them out of bounds. And before she knew it, the first bracket of fights was over. Sadly, Chitase lost in her second match to a boy who had the features of a bear. Her bubbles were no match for his sharp teeth and claws, and he'd been able to knock her out by ripping up pieces of the stage and throwing them at her. She'd been able to stop the first, but was hit by the next one. He'd sent her way and tumbled out. It was a disappointing end for Chitase, who had held so much promise, but Ochiko hoped she felt proud of how far she had come. Soon enough, Ito was in the finals, facing off against the bear boy. The boy's strength was extensive as she saw him start flipping huge sections of stage toward Ito. But Ito seemed to be more deft than to be caught by rocks and was doing his best to blind his opponent again, even lighting his whole body to a blinding degree that everyone in the stadium had to look away. But then, the bear boy let out a deafening roar and sent the whole stadium rumbling, the crowd all needing to cover their ears. Even all the way up here, Ochiko felt the roar daze her and wondered if Ito had also been affected by it. Looking down at the stage, she saw he'd fallen to his knees. It looked like his ears were bleeding, 
She stood up from her seat, wanting to see him better, wanting to cheer him on. Her heart squeezed in her chest for this boy who had worked so hard and had come so close to winning. Would this be it for him? The bear boy lifted a large slab of rock, intending to swing it and knock Ito out of bounds, or unconscious, whichever came first. Fight Ito-kun! You can beat him! Ochiko cried, her screams only mixing in with the rest of the roar of the crowd. Just as the bear boy went to swing the slab of stone, Ito lifted his hands and let two large laser beams burst forth, hitting the bear boy square in the chest. He looked like it pained him to do it. This had to be an all-out attack, and after this, he would be unable to fight any longer. But it worked. The bear boy flew back, nearly hitting the stand with the force of the blow. It was over. Ito slumped. Ochiko screamed with joy and bounced up and down, hugging her friends. She turned to Bakugo to say something. She wasn't sure what that something was or why she'd even wanted to speak to him at all. But he had gone some time between when she'd stood up and now. After the awards were given, for which Ito had stood on the top podium, glaring down at everyone else, Ochiko walked back to the dorms with Mina and Toru to make some dinner. That evening, the whole dorm came together to confer about the first day of the sports festival. Everyone had been completely blown away by Ito's incredible abilities, and no one doubted he would have any problem finding a pro hero to intern under. Although, others had also noticed he'd had a bit of an attitude. Kinda like someone we know, Toru had said in a low voice. Of course, Bakugo heard her and went off on the whole class about just how much better he obviously was than some runt. Ochiko received tons of compliments for coming up with the idea of the dodgeball game. Kirishima even mentioned that he hoped they'd get to play it sometime. That night, Ochiko felt more content than most nights she'd had for a long while. Even her fight with Deku couldn't overshadow the joy she felt having watched such an exciting event, and soon taking part in it herself. You're more than what this boy thinks of you. Her mom's voice came into her head. She had been right. Her falling out with him hurt. His non-committal confession felt like a slap in the face. But there was so much more going on around her, and she had so much more to offer than loving Deku. Knowing that was the first step to allowing her heart to heal. Tomorrow, she would do this day all over again with the second years. Then, the day after would be her turn. After the energy she'd gained from today, she was ready to show the world what she could do. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this reading, please use the AO3 link in the description to give the author a well-deserved kudos and comment. Also, don't hesitate to message us on Twitter with your requests for fix to be read.